This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I'd actually like to start from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees a soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. And he's again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition of TOJ Film Room, the 36th episode of this uh, new show or newer show, I guess. It's not, it hasn't been a year yet. Um, but yeah, episode 36, we are going to get into a lot of Jamison Crowder film. Uh, it's not going to be too, too crazy long. I think I have like 27, 28 plays, so it's nothing um, too crazy like Bell or Mosley just because he played a lot less the last, you know, this past year. Um, so I, I reviewed like four games of 2018, four games of um, 2017, kind of see what we're getting. And uh, I finished putting him up on Twitter as well. If you want to go to my Twitter, if you click on my profile, you'll click on moments. And then you'll see all the all the ones I have uh, recently, which are Jamison Crowder, CJ Mosley, Le'Veon Bell, Greg Williams defense, Adam Gase, uh, games from this season. Uh, a bunch of bunch of things and with it being the month of april uh it is draft month the draft is in what 24 days from right now we have the, we have the uniform reveal in a couple days i know some people don't care about it but you know i do i'm not crazy about it but i like to see them not look like crap when they go out on the field so that's that's gonna be exciting um so we're doing jamison crowder and then I had a, a, a vote on Twitter uh, whether people wanted to see Coleccio Semele and Brian Poole next or one of those guys and then draft guys. But because it's almost draft time, people are really kind of amped up for draft guys. So I just started putting up Josh Allen. I'm 28 plays in or 29 plays in. I have another 10 to do. And then he's done. So today is Monday. I'm going to have a show, um, an article on uh, him tomorrow on Josh Allen, a show on him on Wednesday. And then right after that, I think I'm going to put up uh, Quentin Williams. It seems like Quentin Williams is winning the vote right now because I'm, I'm, I put votes up. I put uh, four players, whatever people want to see next. That's that's what I do. So I, it looks like Quentin Williams is going to be next. Now will probably be Saturday, Sunday maybe, depending on you know my schedule, how quickly I can get it done. So stay tuned for the draft guys because they are coming in you know a couple of days. Um, leave reviews if you could. Obviously, uh, we got like five the last two weeks. We didn't get any you know since my last time recording the show, but it is what it is. So. Um, if you could leave a review, like I said, just five stars helps. But if you could leave five stars and, hey, I really like the show, blah, 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 that'd be great. Uh, T-O-J space film space room on iTunes, YouTube. Just type in turn on the guts in the search bar. You'll see it from there. Um, and you can always send questions when I do the, when I do the, uh, the Twitter questions, um, which I'll tweet that out. And then you could see where that is. And then uh, also as well, you can email me at bluitjoetoj at gmail. Um, and that's pretty much it. So let's get right into it. Obviously, the Mets are two, they're you know two and one right now. They just beat the uh, the Nationals two games to one. So that's that's good. You win your series, then you know you make it to the playoffs most likely. So um, hopefully they continue that. I don't know how the Yankees are doing. I know they. I don't know if they won yesterday. I know they played yesterday, but I don't know if they lost. The Mets lost a heart, uh, heartbreaker kind of yesterday with the uh, the Nationals. They lost in the ninth inning. Um, 
but getting into uh, Crowder, obviously he was the first big type type of you know, skill position player that the Jets signed. Obviously before that they traded for um, Osemele, but at a skill position they signed Crowder, three-year, $28.5 million deal, which averages out to $9.5 million per year, which is a little bit more than some people expected with $17 million guaranteed. Um, but when you really look at it and the other contracts that the other receivers got, um, Golden Tate got 9.375 you know, from the Giants, and then Adam Humphreys got $9 million per year to the Titans. So he's right in that range, a little bit higher than those guys, but only by a half a million dollars from, from uh, Adam Humphreys. And a lot of the reason that people thought that he was going to be you know, a lesser contract was because of the injury concerns, the air quote injury concerns. But I thought he had a little bit you know, more than – he really did when I looked into it a little bit. I looked at his, you know, his game logs. He missed eight games out of a possible 64 games, and seven of those were last season. So before last season, um, he missed what? You know, I'm not, I really want you to do math right now. Uh, one game out of 48 games. So it's not, there's not big injury concerns. He had an injury last year which uh, to plug another podcast, uh, orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Steven Stoller uh, was on Play Like a Joe with Scott Mason. So you can go into his, his – uh, archives or whatever listen to his podcast he talked about a bunch of injuries on the jets and he said that crowder's injuries were really nothing to be concerned about so that's a positive and that's why he got more money than people thought he would get people were thinking six seven million dollars a year uh but because the injury concerns weren't a real thing um he got that extra two million dollars a year which is not a big deal um and you look at the the way he'll be used in in this system you if you watched you know the, the gauge review of what i put up a couple weeks or months or whatever it was was ago uh he's gonna be that albert wilson type player he's gonna be used on jet sweeps he's gonna be used in orbit motions he's been used on end arounds he's gonna be using the screen game which uh, which adam gase you know likes to run um a lot he needed that guy who could run with the ball for the catch on screens and pick up yards on on sweeps and you know slice up underneath coverage um which obviously crowder can can do well uh but also another thing about him that I didn't really even know before I watched him was the fact that he's actually a good vertical receiver too he sets up guys um you know pretty well uh, just in terms of how he gets open deep with, you know, stems and good, good route manipulation, good hand fighting uh, burst to cross guys face. So it was, it was definitely um, something I, I overlooked in his game that I'll show a little bit um, in this, in this review. And Adding him to the receiving core was it was a good move for for I think two big reasons. Uh, one already stated with the you know the the use of screens and, and yak opportunities in Adam Gase's offense. It's good to have more than one guy who can do that because we saw last year, which the get the, the Jets with Jeremy Bates ran a, a good amount of those type of plays as well. Uh, Adam Gase are a little bit more effective. He's a better coach and knows when to run them. He doesn't just run them first, second, third down like the Jets did last year sometimes, which is obviously a little bit of an exaggeration. Uh, but when Anunua went down, we saw Robbie Anderson, you know, on end arounds, a guy who has straight line speed, but in terms of like that quick t- twitch ability, ability to stop, start, uh, lateral mobility, he didn't have that type of type of uh, strength in his game. And he also doesn't have the strength to break tackles. So you saw him on that and you saw Andre Roberts, who wasn't good at it either. So to, now you have two guys to do it. One, it's good if one of them goes down. And then two, uh, if if you have both of them on the field at the same time, you can't really hunker down on a guy. So if you if you're the opposite team and you and you think a, one of those plays is coming a screen, and you have a Nunwa and and Crowder on the field at the same time, uh, you can't really hunker down on one. You you have to focus on both of them. So it's it's definitely good to have multiple guys who can do um, something that Adam Gase really predicates a lot in, into his offense. And looking at him compared to. 
Golden Tate, and then you have uh, you know Humphreys. Golden Tate's the the big yak guy. Uh, he's definitely you see highlights of him stiff arming dudes and taking on safeties and and wide receivers and things like that. He's a better better blocker. And then you have Humphreys, who's very shifty route runner, um, which I don't think he's much better than uh, than a. Uh, Jameson Crowder is at route running, but he's 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 just he's up to his level, so it's not really that big of a difference. So I I think that Crowder um, is probably the best out of those guys for this offense because listen, I wanted Golden Tate before, but if you look at his age, thirty one years old um, versus a twenty five year old, so Golden Tate, the guy who might be here for a year or two, fizzle out a little bit and then leave, where Jam- where Jameson Crowder can be an effective receiver for the next four or five years and grow with Sam Donald and they have that good connection. And also the ability to, to go deep, like, like I said, helps a lot. Where uh, Adam Humphrey's not really a guy who's going to get yaks, so he's not really great for the system. Um, for a quick hitter-type offense, uh, where there's not a lot of like predicated on yak, which is a slant, okay, get the first down, just dink and dunk type of stuff. Um, but when it's a lot of, like I said, smoke screens or tunnel screens or slip screens or smoke screens, whatever it is, uh, Crowder's better in that area. But him versus Golden Tate, he's younger. And also the ability to go deep. Like I said, now with a guy like Robbie Anderson on the field as well, you can't just focus on Robbie Anderson going deep. You can, you, you can also get burned by Crowder going deep. So he has multiple skill sets that's, that are very versatile that I think helps Adam Gase uh, have a chess piece. Now he has one guy who could burn you deep easily in Robbie Anderson, um, and it opens up underneath routes for him. He's not a great underneath route runner, but when, somebody, when people are opening their hips up and bailing early because you have such good speed, um, you could, you could you win on curls and comebacks and digs. You have a guy in Crowder who could do it all for the most part. You have a guy in Anunua who could do it all minus he's not a great route runner, but he can be an H back. He could be an inline tight end. If you want him to, he could play X, he could play, um, he could play Z, he could play uh, slot. He could play really wherever you want him to. So he has a lot of versatile type guys on, on this offense in the receiver course. So that's good. Um, and it's, it's exciting um, to be completely honest, what he could do with all these guys. And now if you look at what the jets have, um, with their offense. And obviously, they still have to grow with the offensive line. The offensive line, I still think in the next year, probably has to replace <laughs> what? I, I don't even know. Uh, everybody, really, you think about it. Beecham's not going to be here for over three, four years. Osemley's probably not going to be here for three or four years. He might be, um, which I hope he would be. Uh, you don't have a center. Brian Winters is okay um, at best, and Shell is okay at best. So you have a lot of like average to below average guys. So the offensive line is still something to work on. Definitely center. Now, if you add a center uh, in the third round, or maybe you sign a guy uh, like Wisniewski and you draft a guy in the third round, that's like a stopgap type deal. So you have Beecham, who's a little bit below average. You have Osemele, who's like a very good player, uh, could be a Pro Bowler um, type level player. So that's good. That's a, that's a plus piece in your offensive line. You have a stopgap at center, so center's going to be below average. You have, uh, you know, Winters, who I think overall is below average. Not terrible. None of these guys are terrible. And then Shell is, is a little bit below average, too. So you have, like, a, you have like a C-minus offensive line right now. It's not like last year where it was, like, an F or maybe a D-plus or D-minus, whatever you want to be if you're trying to be generous. But maybe they moved up a, a letter grade. But I think with the center – um, in here, maybe you can upgrade a little bit, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. The good thing about the the offensive line is they're going to be able to mitigate some of their problems because you could dictate what the defense is doing, whether you're whether they stack the box or uh, they're going in dime looks, depending on your personnel and how you're attacking them. And listen, 
If you're going to stack the box versus Le'Veon Bell, have fun covering Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, and Anunua, uh with those screens and things like that. There's less guys out, out of the box to, to make up on those tackles. Um, and then if you're going to put in dime personnel or big nickel or big dime or quarter dollar, whatever it may be, have fun <laughs> defending Le'Veon Bell. And same thing with, with a guy like Herndon. Listen, if you're going to put a safety on him, he's too big. If you're going to put a linebacker on him, he's too, he's too fast. So – uh, he's definitely, and he's a guy who could block too. So he's not like one of these guys like Noah Fant coming out this year, or you know Mike Gesicki, or you know uh, Jimmy Graham, who when they're in the game, it's like okay, they're probably going to pass. Uh, Hernan's a guy who could block, and he could, and he could, uh, you know, catch the ball and run some solid routes and have some good hands. So they have a lot of versatile pieces on this offense. They also, this offense, and that's why I said a couple of weeks ago when we we're talking about the mailbag and some action for a bold prediction, I said I think the Jets could be a team who's top fifteen and and top uh, fifth or top top 15 in offense and top 15 in defense because they, they have a bunch of pieces. You build around this offensive line, you add a couple depth pieces at the offensive line, maybe a fourth receiver type, whoever it may be, a veteran or a guy in the, in the third or fourth round, whoever you want, you want to say. Um, this offense would be pretty dangerous. I think they still need to back up tight end as well. I don't, I'm not necessarily comfortable with Jordan Leggett or Eric Tomlinson or whoever, Neil Sterling. So they add a guy like, let's say, like Austin Safarian Jenkins. I think that would be a good move for them. But uh, this offense is definitely the, the uh, it's it's trending upwards, um, you know, for sure. So going in before we go into his into his film, and then just by the way, for the guys who are, um, I'm actually watching Devin Bush right now too. Devin Bush is he's he's solid. I think he's gonna end up number 13 on my board as of right now. Um, but understand with the board too, I'm I'm only reviewing 20 guys. Uh, well, I only reviewed 20 guys so far. I'm like I might jack that up to to uh, 25 but I didn't review every single person so if I don't have like Cody Ford in there and you think Cody Ford is better than Ja'Kai Polite um, you know he's not gonna be on my top 20 because I haven't watched him yet you know at least extensively I've watched guys and have an understanding of what they do but unless I like, officially review their film I'm not gonna go on my board because it's unfair to judge a guy off of a game or two in my, in my opinion um, but with those guys because of the time constraints, I know people who like who read the articles and follow me on Twitter. I usually do like write-ups, like you know, a couple hundred words of write-ups of where they fit, what do I think about the signing, how are they worth the market. With the guys in the draft, just because of time constraints, it's April first. April 25th is the draft. I have 20 guys to put out. So I'm only probably going to get to, let's say, being hopeful, 12 to 15 of those guys. And I'll put up I'll put up five of them after the draft and uh you know, after the draft, and uh, I'll put up shows of them. If you guys are not interested in hearing about, let's say, TJ Hawkinson because he went to the Packers and I didn't get to him, uh, you know, just don't, don't – don't, you don't have to listen to that show if you want to. That's, that's great, but I'm not going to just, gonna, like I said, throw out work I did for no, for no reason. So I'll, I'll tag a couple of Packers guys and then hopefully gets around – the word gets around to Packers fans. I have that up there, and then, you know, helps me out. So um, – but moving on to the list of strengths and weaknesses like I always put up, which, I'll, which will be the only thing I'm going to put up with the draft guys, list of strengths and weaknesses – and then I think at the end too, I'll say like maybe like best fit, and then I'll put the, their number on my board where they're at on my board. At least the guys from my watch. So, uh, Jamison Crowder's strengths though: quickness, acceleration, which are different. Uh, route running drops hips into breaks, plays over toes, gets hips out of breaks fast, explosive off the line. Uh, punt return experience, which is a good thing, just in case you know. Let's say the Jets are down in a big game or in a big spot in a big game, or somebody gets injured, you could you could punt return a little bit. Uh, for us, I wouldn't want him back there full time because he's going to be a focal point of the offense. So you don't want to risking injury there. Uh, he, he creates false steps from cornerbacks, sells uh, deep stem a lot, attacks leverage. He uses peak technique a lot. Good recognition of coverage, willing, uh, but not a super effective blocker. Attempts to hold his line, which we'll talk about and I'll show it. Uh, stacks quarter uh, cornerbacks, which I'll show as well. 
fights for extra yardage, competitive, sets up running lanes well, uses drag foot and routes, which you guys might know what that is. Uh, management of speed and routes is good. Uh, lateral quickness, patient, variety of moods, uh, of moods. Variety of moves and routes, including power skips, crossovers, get even techniques, stabs, head fakes, hesitations, bam steps, uh, stacked bam steps, stair steps, single and double move releases, uh, speed releases, swims, uh, speed cuts, swipes, chops, foot fires, rocker steps, pressure stems, and jerk stems. Weaknesses, top end speed. Uh, he has good speed. He's not a blazer top end speed, but he still has some solid top end speed. It's not, it's not, it's not really that, that great. Uh, size and length, weight could work to eat up space um, on releases or press coverage. He struggles a little bit at times. So he he kind of, like I said, he doesn't eat up that cushion uh, and it doesn't attack the defensive backs leverage. And I'll, I'll show an example of that. Actually, I know that I have an example of that. Um, needs to work more aggressively back towards ball too often as a body catcher, inconsistent hands. Uh, lack of strength to make it hard for him to break arm tackles and hold line and route running. Um, can struggle with can struggle with strong aggressive press corners. Doesn't have a large catch radius. Won't catch many balls outside of his frame. Going to be difficult to create separation through lean at, at top of stems. Uh, so now let's get into the film of him and just let me pause it really quick so I could uh, bring this up. All right. First play is one of those uh, plays where I show how he can get vertical and he burns uh, number 30, whoever that is on the, on the Cowboys. Um, and right here, he's doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You don't want to just if – you're, if you're playing against a man, you don't want to just run vertically because he's never going to open his hips. So if he was to just break up field and just break right through the seam right here, um, he's never going to turn his hips. He's going to be in a position to just, to just carry um, Crowder vertically. But because he attacks his leverage, you see his, his shoulders are over his, over his uh, toes. He's attacking his leverage aggressively. As soon as that, as that corner opens his hips to the outside – Crowder gives him that head fake outside, uh, plants in the ground, and then he and he does this little that little arm over. Now maybe you like to see a little bit more, uh, maybe maybe more of a chop of the elbow there because his hand is still on him there, but it does slip off. Um, so like I said, good good job attacking the leverage right here. Uh, hard plant head fake outside because the corner's hips are open. Uh, crosses his face, does a little swim move to him, and then he tracks the ball well, uh, looks it in. Which it does cross his face a little bit there. So I, I, with with that, and I, he's looking at who's coming right here um, to set up his angles. But you never want to let the ball cross your face. You see how the ball crosses his face, and he's not looking at it. You want to look the ball in. Uh, that can lead to some drops. Um, but overall, uh, if I play it in fast in fast motion, like I said, good attack in the leverage, good stab, good head fake, uh, quick in and out of his breaks. He didn't really lose any speed um, on this break. He main he maintained that speed. Good hands. Um, good catch, and then he almost he almost gets a touchdown right there. So good uh, good play to start off for Crowder, and that's an example of how he gets deep with the stem, like I talked about. Next play is it's pretty simple. It's nothing that you know um, to, to write home about, but I just I do want to just bring it up um, just to show you that he is a willing blocker right here in the slot, and you see him. He obviously, he's like he's stalk blocking um, this defensive back. He gets his hips square. He sh he shoots his hands right here. He works to, to reset his body and keeps his hips square, gets his hands back in. Now, is he, a, is he the best blocker? No, because he's 175 pounds, but um, the effort is important because last year looking at Miami Dolphins game, game film, you were seeing guys like 
you know, and actually he's a, he's actually not a bad blocker too. There was some time, well, he he's not great, but there was times where like they would use him on the backside of runs as like a cutoff blocker, which is a big role for a guy. Well, not a huge role, but a big enough, a, a pretty solid size role for a guy who's 175 pounds. Um, but last year with the with the Dolphins, we saw guys like Danny Amendola and Devontae Parker blocking for. Um, Albert Wilson or Drake or whoever it was. And there was times where there'd be two guys outside. There'd be a three receiver set, two guys outside guarding them. Uh, Amendola and Parker would run to the same guy. They would blow their assignment and run to the same guy, and they still would not be able to block one guy. Where all you had to really do was get in their way um, for a second to, to make a lot of screen plays work. So they were terrible. So I thought it was important to show that he's a, he's a willing blocker. I think he's a better blocker than both of those guys because of effort and, and smarts that he possesses that they did not necessarily possess. Um, and Amendola and Devontae Parker, like I just said, or effort. Yeah, I, think I, I think I just said effort, but Devontae Parker was not a big blocker, um, in my opinion. So you have a tight trip set right here. Um, you, see, you see Crowder, obviously, right here is the number three, uh, one, two, three. Um, this is the point man. The point man. So Crowder hops over. This is just to allow that drag, the drag to come. This is a drag and follow concept, by the way. Usually you have a drag and follow where you have a drag and you have a running back split um, from as a split uh, from the the quarterback or split from the quarterback, and then he he runs the uh, an angle route. This is the same type of concept. Um, it's the same. It does the same thing where you have a drag, and then that's pulling across. That's that's pulling coverage if it was zone out of the way, and then he hits right behind it. That's that's what it's supposed to do. Uh, it does end up being what what looks like man coverage. Um, yeah, it looks like man coverage. Even if it's not at this moment, he has he's he's working against one guy. So he hops vertically. So now this is what I'm saying. Like I would like to see him like get eat up more space right here. This is too much space to cut. You want to be at about an arm length away. So maybe his arm reaches out here. You want to see him get a little bit more up up the field right here because what's what's gonna happen is the same thing that happened before, where he gets a little bit nervous and then he opens his hips and then you cross his face. But because he's not, he doesn't fully open his hips. He's he's angling his hips where. If he's opening, he's going to be, you know, his hips are going to be more open to the outside, but angling off is kind of what he's doing right now. It's just an, it's just an angle. So he's able to, to play in the inside uh, route right here because, like I said, he didn't eat enough space up. Um, the drag foot right there, you see the drag foot as the back foot, which is literally dragging. That, that's, a, that's like a break. Uh, obviously, that's, that's the plant. That's the break foot uh, right on the outside right here. And then this drag foot, uh, one, it's low. That's good. You see his hips drop, which is good. Um, you see the power generated through the arm. He's using his arms to, to run his route, which is, again, that's a good thing. Um, and, but the thing about this is I would like to see more accurate hands here. You see how it kind of just places his arm on the, on the bicep. I would like to see a more aggressive chop, especially because he didn't get him to open his hips. He really needs to chop through at that elbow. Now, if he chops through at that elbow, um, he doesn't really get his hand on him here, which could slow him down. This is where you see the length hurt him, the 5'9", the and, and he doesn't have really strong, strong fingers. Um, he makes some good catches, but catches like this, like you'd like to see him make, does hit both of his hands, but because of the, the lack of length and the strength in his fingers, he's not able to haul this in. But like I said, versus press guys, versus soft press, squat, whatever it may be, uh, squat, you can call it catch man. Um, I would like to see him eat up more space. This is, this is too much right here, too much space. Uh, so good route runner, not fantastic route runner, but overall he's, uh, he's definitely decent, um, with it now another play I'll bring up in a second is and i'm sorry for the lag in this video I, I did not notice this when i recorded it and i went to go put it up and i'm not going to go back and find a specific play but he's right here uh in in the slot and there's a standard slot formation right here uh three by two gun so he's uh he is to the it's hard to even tell that's 
uh, call it the field side. Who cares? Um, so he's running, a, he's running a curl, a stop um, in the in the slot. And like I said, it lags right here. I like the route. I like the route partially because I like, again, the corners outside. He's playing outside leverage. His hips are open inside. So you, you want to attack that leverage to make him feel uncomfortable, um, which he does a and he doesn't necessarily open outside, but he starts running. You see, you see him open his hips right here and start running. That's because he's selling that vertical stem. You see his, you see his. Uh, if I could play it fast, if I play it faster, you can see he's sprinting at him. He's not, he's not running a lazy route. His his shoulders don't really come up necessarily. They're not necessarily too too low. But what I like about the route is is that, which looks small, but when you burst at a guy, that, that makes him feel uncomfortable as well. So the stop steps that are thrown out at him. Are, are good um he takes let me it, it breaks up here but he takes one two and it, it does break up which is which kind of sucks but it looks like it it looks like two stop steps and gets his hips out fast now with the end of this i don't love that so you know you're you beat your guy now what happens if that guy has really good recovery speed and like i said it's a little bit laggy and a little bit blurry but uh if that guy has a good recovery speed and he plays that ball, he might have been able to play this ball. I want to see Crowder get his hands up right here and attack through that ball. So instead of catching the ball at the 42-yard line, you catch the ball at the 40, and then maybe, you know what, maybe you have room to, to spin out of a tackle and, and get some yards after catch, but it's really just to secure that, that catch, and that's a body catch as well. So um, some of the weaknesses, some of the strengths right there in, in, in that play uh, that we just saw from Crowder. All right, now we're going to look at two good uh, routes again from Crowder. Um, right here, he's at the top of the screen, three-by-one gun set. Uh, call this, you can call this, I'll call this Y-trips um, because it's trips, but there's a Y tight end involved. There's a little bit back, but still call him a Y tight end. He's still kind of in line. Um, and you have the running back week. You have Crowder, who they're playing. Yeah, they're playing a man. They're playing man. It's cover one. Um, yeah, it's just straight cover one. There's no hole. There's no robber. And this is, I think, 31's Byron Jones. Again, as Crowder comes off the line, he's attacking his leverage. So, again, I, I like that because he's attacking his leverage, which you can see makes him feel a little bit uncomfortable, and he gets a little bit onto his heels, the DB right there, um, instead of staying on the balls of his feet like he wants to. So you see him come up a little bit higher right there. And then Crowder does break back inside, um, which could lead the DB to, to feel that he's, he's going to run vertical. And then what I like about it is the peak technique right here. You see how it, you see his head goes inside right here? So he tacks inside. Then he breaks it back vertically and outside. And then, and it's a sale concept, by the way. And the peak technique, you see the hard stop right there or break. That's actually a break step. So you have, this is a, let's say if this is a three-step break, you have, you have break, break and stop sets are, are different, by the way. They sound, it's not a break. It's not B-R-A-K-E. It's B-R-E-A-K step. Um, so the break step, drive step, line. Um, now maybe I'll see that, that route a little bit tighter with that line step where you have the break drive. This may maybe a little bit more in line there and snap that off a little bit better. Um, but it's still, it's still definitely a good route because that peak, that, that peak technique right there, it screws with the DB. You could see it too, where he, he jabs at him with that break step and gives him the peak. So he doesn't know what's going on right here. You can see how uncomfortable that DB is at the top right there. And he gets open on the sale concept. You have the, you have the three level read, uh, short intermediate. Uh, all on the sideline or near the sideline, vertical. Uh, usually you read a vertical to short. Um, and he's open right here. And Cousins, Cousins is not that good, man. I, don't, I used to like him a lot. Really, when I started really watching his like, film and I watched his Crowder, like, this, this Crowder review, he misses a lot of throws. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's de just decent. That's, that's all he is is a decent quarterback, which you can win with, but I'm not 
overly impressed. He needs general accuracy right here, and he, and he misses Crowder. Um, so Crowder's not able to secure the catch. But like I said, good good route attacking leverage with the peak technique with the jab with the jab or jab slash break step going at him with the peak technique. Uh, gets out of his route his route pretty quickly. Um, and he doesn't have to cut too too hard right here. So maybe I'm being a little bit unfair at that. You want to cut harder and on more aggressive angles when guys are really manned up on you. Um, but when guys are playing off you, you can do more types of speed cuts. Um, so it doesn't have to necessarily be snapped off so hard. It still is a pretty quick snap you see right here. Peak, bam. And that's that's pretty fast out of that break. So, um, But obviously, like I said, Kirk Cousins uh, misses him with that one. Next route we're going to look at is a whip route um, from he's – a, he's a slot right here um, on this uh, – on the field side. Let's see what happens here. Yeah, so, again, I, I, just like, I just like his aggressiveness. You see, you see his explosion off the line right here? This does not make DBs feel comfortable. When you're that fast off the line, um, it's, that's, that's, a, that's a good thing. So I like how he sells vertically. That's why I say he always sells vertically. He doesn't run lazy routes. He, he, he runs fast at you, which makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, again, break, drive, line. That's a three-step three break right there. Um, break, drive. Yeah, he gets his hips open out of there fast. It's pretty fast uh, getting his hips out of there. And drops his weight. You see the weight drop. Low. Look how low that back leg is right here. That's 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 good. Uh, and also, it, that's also that. Uh, I don't know what to call that really, but that's a, it's a, it's actually called a drag foot. That's actually what it is called, the drag foot right there. That allows him to break and get his hips out faster. If you're if you're break stepping and you're not dra- and you're not using that drag foot, you're 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 not. How do I even say this? You're not taking the momentum out of that break, which you should like a lot of momentum if you don't have that break foot, but that break foot just helps him a little bit. It's a little bit easier to get out of that break and slow down. Um, so that's good right there. And then he peeks inside like he's looking for the ball. That corner now thinks, okay, I'm going to play that upfield shoulder. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick this ball for get a pass deflection. Crowder looks inside again, hard break step into the ground right here. Gets really low into that break. Look how low he is. His ass is probably almost on the ground right here, pretty close to it. Um, so he throws out another break step, gets his and gets his, and gets his body out fast. So he, he runs this whip route and what break? Well, that's actually that's actually stop step stop break drive. So that's like that's like a three step break right there on a, on a whip route where he sold he sold that really hard. Look, you play in fast motion and I'm playing it slow. It doesn't. It's like oh okay. I play like that. That's <laughs> that is not an easy route to defend. There's there is no way. So uh, good route from Crowder right there. Uh, like I said, he's pretty he's pretty shifty. He runs some good routes. There's some areas that I've already pointed out that he can he can improve in. But overall, he still is a good route runner. Next play, we're gonna have another example of the uh, peak technique that he shows. Uh, he's in the slot right here um, to the boundary side, uh, standard slot formation. A little bit tighter of a slot formation. That's also because they have less room on that field side. Um, and the they run cover four. I'm not cover four. Sorry, cover three. Uh, obviously, Harrison's. I think it's Harrison Smith. Covers. He he takes it a little bit deeper um, than he's really probably even supposed to um, with that with that route. And they're playing soft. This is this is soft cover three. Crowder being in that slot, he run, he runs a dig. Um, this is a this is a Mills concept, by the way, on the on the outside where you have that that post and then you have that dig inside. It's, it's a Mills concept. Uh, it, it beats cover three. Uh, that is for sure. It beats cover cover four as well. Um, 
it could be covered too. That's a really good concept. There's the, I think Mills is one of my favorite concepts um, that I, that I see that I see get played because you have two guys on the side. This this in cover three, there's only one guy matching vertically um, on this, and if you expect your guy on the po- on the post to beat him because he's going to play out outside leverage and play here. Um, if this if this defensive back jumps down on that, if this was not soft cover three. Um, this defensive back jumps on that post, but then guess what? The dig is open. There's nobody there to, to defend the dig. If he jumps on that dig, then you have that post over top because he's going to, unless he carries it, but um, he's still going to play with outside leverage. So it's still easier to beat him than it would be if it was, if, if, if it was like off man, whatever it may be. Um, so here we see the peak technique again. Um, he, he sells, he sells vertical, you know, uh, shoulders over toes. He comes up a little bit, but you're going to come up before most breaks. Uh, you have, uh, this is, this is a square, square uh square cut um on the top of this on this on this dig we have let's see one two three 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 stop steps break step drive line yeah so but the good thing about this is he doesn't know it's necessarily cover cover three uh you can see that it might be zone as well but the good thing about the peak technique is right here you see his head how how he's looking he breaks down he can cut either outside or or inside right now, um, but that peak technique holds that defensive back right there. If it wasn't man, but it's zone, so it's a little bit easier. Um, but I like the peak technique. Break inside, gets his hips out pretty fast out of this break. If I play in fast or just in regular motion again, I would say fast motion, but just faster than we watched it. Uh, gets out pretty quick, looks in the ball, nice catch, and then he gets another however many yards of, of yak. And you see, this is this is where he's like good with his yak. He knows how to set up guys. Um, where he gives him the hard jab outside with the head fake, and he hops back inside just breaks that arm tackle from Trey Waynes. And then he breaks another tackle right here too, which he doesn't do this a lot, but two solid moves right there. For, for the, uh, the hard jab outside, jump cut into there, stiff arm, pretty pretty good uh, pretty good yak guy as well, like I said. So that's that definitely a plus of his game that you're going to see um, used frequently in Adam Gase's offense because he's, like I said, predicated a lot on uh, yard after catch. He does a lot of things though. He's not just he's not just a, a one-trick um pony right and this is just he's there's number 20 is always in man right here he's never looking at 18 which is josh doxson uh but again he's cutting underneath what does he do again he eats up a little bit more space right here that that's about an arm length away so i like how he eats up a little bit more space right there drops his hips into it just a little bit um it's a little bit that's that's a little bit out too far outside of his frame but he still is able to cut off of it and then that's good. That's that's good hands right here. Um, as that corner turns, you see how he starts to angle him off. He doesn't necessarily open his hips, but you see the angle. Angles him off. This is a this is a space release. You have generally three type of releases. You have space release versus like squat defenders, off defenders like this. Um, you have press releases versus guys who are going to quick jam you or, or soft shoot you. And then you have um, uh, secondary releases, which is guys who are playing you know seven, eight, ten yards off. This is a, this is a space release, uh, which is a one step release. Um, not people are gonna be like, oh, what? He took four steps. <laughs> I mean, like the one step break is that because like you'll you'll have two step releases where it'll be like let's say if this was a two step release, he would he would jab 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 right jab left go. But this is just a two step. Um, there's really no there's there's no power skip here. There's really no hesitation. It's just that jab outside, which makes that corner angle off a little bit. Um, and then he clears himself with that club arm over, or you can call it a swim. Um, some people call it club arm over swims and some people call it swims club, over, club arm overs. I differentiate a little bit with that 
because um, a swim move is just a little bit different. There's another step in, in swim moves um, for for me personally. Like, let's say uh, if this was a defensive end versus a, versus a linebacker, because you're not really going to do this in, in the secondary. So I call this a club arm over. But a uh, a swim move would more be okay. You're going to chop this left arm to that to his left arm. You're going to grab with this right arm to his back shoulder pad, and then you're going to pull yourself through and over. That's that's a true swim move to me. Um, this is more of a, I just call it club arm over. So club arm over, uh, clears himself, and his hand's still on, on his hip right here, but it's, it is okay. It's not a huge, huge deal. And then he gives him, again, that, that kind of a peak technique right here. Actually, he does at the end too. You see his head right here. That, that, that's throwing him off. If you're looking high, you have no idea what's going on right now. Uh, snaps out of the break right here. And he, and he runs that corner. Um, so nice, nice route right here. Like I said, it's, it's more about this. He ate up the space. He gave the hard head jab. He gave the, the club arm over. Um, he gave the peak technique at the end right here. And he knows he's, he, it's not a super sharp cut, but he knows he already beat him. So he doesn't have to make that super sharp cut. Uh, looks the ball in, catches it. And then he, you know, gets down to like, what, like a five-yard line? Yeah, five-yard line. Um, so he beat out uh, Mackenzie Alexander on the, the Vikings right there. So nice play. Next play is just an example of, uh, the ability it's listen it's not like a it's not like groundbreaking but i just had to show it because he did do this in washington he will do this for the jets i can guarantee it um some of the moves i was talking about setting up lanes right here you have anthony Barr, uh former former jet for four hours <laughs> uh he sees the the angle bar is taking he's taking a conservative angle outside um uh, but he knows that there's other guys coming from the inside so he doesn't want to cut inside right here hard jab head fake gets a low right here uh, bar squares up and goes to dive at him and, and Crowder blows right by him. Uh, so did he gain 40 yards in this? No, but it shows like an example, like I showed before of, of some of the ability he has with, with running with the ball after the catch, like I say, which he does better than Humphreys, not quite as well as a guy, uh, like golden Tate, but he also offers more vertically than golden Tate does. And he's also, you know, six years younger than golden Tate. So that does matter. Six, five, whatever it is. Um, this is one of those routes, uh, on the, on the bottom right here. Uh, three by one gun or actually three by two gun. Sorry. It's empty set. And so I would call this, he's just a number two. You can call him outside. So this would be inside slot, outside slot, uh, number one, or it's a tight end. So that might just be a flexed Y. He might be the slot. It just, you know, depends on the personnel really. Um, I do not love this play. And this is where I talk about his releases when guys are in his face are not as good. I think he panics a little bit. He uses like the get even, almost get even technique, even though he's kind of, Usually get you. Usually it's it's you get even, then you break from it. He's already kind of going into his break as he does the get even. He's already decided right here, and you see what I'm talking about that space. I like to get. I, I like to see him maybe, maybe eat up a little bit more space right here, and, and just do something else. Give him give him a two step freeze, which are like two jab steps with your left foot, then break outside, or give him give him a, a right jab and crossover. Uh, you know, with your left, and do, do just do something else because. Um, he just doesn't eat enough space. And you see how the corners stay square the whole time because he's not really threatened by this. This is this is just way too much space, and he's not aggressive enough. Um, you know, off off of this off of this press release right here. So press releases are definitely his his struggle with route running. Um, goes to clear the hands, but he doesn't. The corner just retracts his hands because he doesn't really have to. He doesn't really have to get his hands on them there because he just opens his hips and run with them, and he's on his hip the whole time. So he did not win this route. That corner, the corner won that because of. Uh, the fact that he just opened, he just opened and ran outside pretty much get even and, and run outside. He didn't give him really, didn't really give him a, a good head fake. Didn't give him a two step freeze, one step freeze. 
a jab. He didn't do a crossover. He didn't really do even a hesitation really much. Uh, you couldn't really do a power skip. He's too close for a power skip. That's more of a, uh, you know, of a space release, but didn't really like uh, that, that route uh, from, from Crowder. Like I said, that's one of his struggles with the route running is his press releases. They're not terrible. Um, they're definitely not the play. I just showed before two plays ago, it was a pretty good one, even though it was more soft, but, um, Still, like I said, if there is one struggle on this round, that is what it is. Next play. This is a little bit better. Uh, like I said, he cuts a little bit too soon. He's right here, stacked receiver. He's the number one because he's more outside, number one, number two, just based on who's closer to the sideline. Um, and he cuts underneath. Again, this, is, this, this, could be, this could be straight man coverage or it could just be um, they're playing first in, first out, where this corner takes the first one in, this corner takes the, the, the first one out, or uh, he would have he has first in, second out, or you know whatever it may be. It looks it looks like it's it's first in, first out to me. Um, Crowder breaks in, the other receiver breaks outwards, so they, that's that's the, the, the cornerbacks declare their man. They have their man now. Um, Crowder again. Outside again, a little. See, see, they're talking about a little bit too much room right here. I don't love how much room he's giving him to to, to recover right here. Um, but I do like how he fights to kind of hold his line right here. He's not on top of him, but he does fight through this. Now, if he was more soft in his route running, he would get bowed out right here, and then the cornerback would be able to lean into him and then run that route for him. But I, I like how he kind of holds that line right there. And you also see it, it's the right arm right there that chops that outside arm, which is good that you see that right that left arm of the corner goes down. And what's that's that what are that what are that what that is doing? Sorry, I just had like a mini uh I'm actually not gonna say that word. I'd be kind of screwed up. But again, eat up more space, but I do I do like that hard like that stab and that head fake outside, which gets the corner to react a little bit. And because he's reacting outside inside a little bit, you see that lean. He's not he's not under his feet right here. Uh he's he's not really his hands aren't inside of his frame right here, so he's leaning. And then because he's leaning, what does Crowder do? He chops with that right arm down, which which uh, takes away that point of contact. So when you're leaning, you're very dependent on your hands. Like if you're, let's say, if you're really that dumb and you don't get it, which I, I guess I'm being a little bit of a dick, but lean your hands up against the wall and then have somebody chop your hand off the wall. You're going to face plant to the wall. That's basically what happens here to a sense. Um, and then, and then Crowder uses that three-step break again. He likes those three-step breaks, even, even on square cuts, which a square cut is more stop, stop, or stop, step, stop, step, stop, step, break. He, he, he just uses the three-step break right here, which is that, which is that break drive line right there. Um, looks back to the ball. He, uh, does he get the catch right here? No, he doesn't get the catch right here, but he's still, he's, he's very open right here. So uh, definitely a, a good route from uh, Crowder there as well. Like I said, some problems with it, but still uh, overall, it's a, it's a plus route, I think. All right, I have a couple plays. I think versus the oh, I gotta, I just screwed up. Hold on, just give me one second. Uh, I think these couple plays are versus the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, Giants. We we just weren't in the Giants. I don't think we're playing the Saints, right? Or versus the Saints. Um, so Crowder's gonna come in from the right side of the of the field right here. I don't know if it's a short end. I don't know if it's a drag. I forget. Uh, regardless, uh, short breaking, you know, inside a route or underneath route, shallow cross, whatever. Uh, this is this is some good right here and bad with that catch. I don't love that that catch, but one because you see it, he catches it with his body. You don't like body catches ever because if you get hit right there, you, you, the ball is not secured. It's against your body, but you don't have it. So I like to I like to see, and this is kind of like that that area. Like as you do an overhand catch, you do more a passive catch. Uh, either way, whatever you're comfortable with, I'd probably like to see an overhand catch right here instead of the body catch. You can see he doesn't necessarily look the ball in all the way. So don't love the catch. Uh, don't like how he doesn't look in the ball, in, in the ball. But because of that, there's some give and take here. He looks at where he's going in his path, 
And he's going to go right into that linebacker who does not play this very well, but uh, still, Jameson Crabbe is pretty quick to tackle him up and field for really any linebacker. Um, one hard plant alters his route, so it, so his so his he's a really flat angle going right towards him, and he takes an angle, uh, you know, to go around him, which picks up instead of getting tackled at the but 15 yard line, let's say, let's say 16 yard line. Let's just say 20. Let's just say the 15. So it's easier for me. He gains another, you know, five yards right there. Just, just from the ability, the, the quick, the, the quickness to, to alter his, his path and the awareness to know that he has to change to get away from uh, number 52 on the giants right there. So uh, some good, some bad there with, with Crowder, this next play, um, nothing crazy. This is just bad defense from the giants, but uh, I, it's, it's, it's just showing the ability to, to find uh, soft coverage. Um, you have right here where it is zone. I forget. Let's see if I can tell. Um, four. Maybe it was. Maybe it was cover. F- no, it wasn't cover four because he doesn't match him. Um, I don't know what kind of cover. I, I I can't tell from from this angle what coverage it was. It was zone coverage though. Um, you know, obviously maybe it's cover two with a tent with that Tampa. That could be it, but regardless, it's it's zone coverage. Um, as Crowder breaks outwards, which I, he throws that little rip right there, which is good. That's that's good. Uh, plant little little bit, little bit of a peek. Um, looks back to the quarterback. He sees that Kirk Cousins is in trouble. You see, he's in trouble. He checks where he is. He checks the defenders, and then he he decides to sit inside. This is that's good right there. Um, it's nothing great. It's like I said, not groundbreaking, but he notices it's zone coverage. He checks who's around him. Again, a little bit of a body catch. It is what it is. He's wide open, but you don't love it. Um, but still, uh, I'll, I'll take that. He finds a soft spot in the zone. That's something that people write up in the reports. He, he finds that. Uh, this play is probably his best play of, of this season. Or, or uh, Yeah, I don't think there's anything better than this one, to be completely honest. Uh, this, is, this is my favorite play of, uh, of Crowder. For, oh, I was just watching Docs. I don't know why I was doing that. Um, so, again – doesn't eat up as much space, but I think he. You see that the corner hops outside right here. That's not good coverage. His both of his feet are off the ground. You do not want that ever, really ever. Um, so he 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 breaks inside. You know, little 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 head fake, a little bit right there. You see it. A little bit of a jab. Crosses him. He crosses his face, and he. This is this is what I talked about before. People asking about it. Stop step. Peak technique. He has no – the DB has no idea what's going on here. Stops that peak technique. He thinks he's breaking, he thinks he's breaking outside. Oh, okay, I'm good. Rocker step. Typically with a rocker step, like you'll – let's say um, – let's say Doxon was running this, the rocker step. This is when you usually see it. Like you could see this a little bit with a, with a rocker step um, with Doxon, where Doxon right here, um, he would tack his leverage, and he, he would plant hard on that left foot and then, and then look outside. The DB would react outside, then he plants in, or, or then he plants the outside foot and, and goes. So it's basically like a false step, almost that you're trying to create um, with that. And also with Docs, we can use him as an example right now. If people want to learn about some stems, when I talk about a pressure stem, so pressure stem, you're going to attack their leverage. Um, so what would happen here if he wants to make an outside cut, which which you know he doesn't obviously, but if he wanted to, he'd use a pressure stem. He would aim at his at his outside arm. As he aims at his outside arm, the corner is going to start to, to open up a little bit, and then he's going to break vertically. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna attack his leverage, attack him vertically, plant hard outside. That's that, that would be a pressure stem. Now, if it was a, a jerk stem, so now let's say you use that pressure stem. Let's say, let's say the last play you use a pressure stem is the same exact look. So he would attack his leverage, 
which like I said, this is not an example of, I'm just telling you just for, so you can understand. Um, he'd attack his leverage. He'd break vertically, but at the top, instead of just planting and breaking outside, he used that rocker step. So now he'd plant his left foot, the corner in his mind. Okay. I seen this. I'm going to break outside rocker step, uh, plant hard left, plant hard, right. Boom, right back up field inside, inside route, whatever. So that's the difference between a pressure stem and a, and a jerk stem. Um, but for this one, for Crowder, like I said, peak technique, stop step, rocker, rocker. Looks like he looks like he's gonna break off that left foot, right? That, and that's exactly what happens to the, <laughs> to the DV who gets just destroyed right there. Uh, uses that rocker step in a, a rocker step in a little bit different of a way that's typically used. Nice catch right here. Um, extension, looking the ball in. Um, it's not necessarily. It's, yeah, it's a good. It's a good catch. So if if you play that again, I'll, I'll just play it so you can appreciate how badly he beats that defensive back right there. Uh, and then he runs for some some extra yard. Like I said, he will go down through arm tackles because he he's just a lighter guy. He doesn't have extreme power. Um, but that peak technique stop step rock, uh, rocker is uh, that is that is a thing of beauty right there. Um, so let's go on to the next play. Now this next play is a little bit almost like hard to judge the coverage right here. You have a you have a tighter slot formation right here. Uh, two by two gun and the defensive back plays this so poorly that I don't know if he screwed it up um, or not, but it is, it's, it's, it's covered. It's cover two man. So I don't, I don't, I don't see how he would, he just so wrong in this unless he expected that linebacker or yes, yeah, a linebacker to take it, but I don't, I don't see it being cover two man, a linebacker having Crowder when the defensive back doesn't. So uh, the cornerback is playing this, so badly um he needs to keep his hips square right here and and squat give me a foot fire which is basically just running your feet getting ready for any any type of break um but the fact that he just goes outside this look how much room he just gave him that is that is such a bad coverage the giants suck they really do suck um which is great for me um so he gives him see that that's a power that's a that's a power skip right here you see how he you see how he comes up on on, on his feet here and he's that and he skips he's literally he literally skipping power skip Right there, that's that's good. That gets ahead. That gets defensive backs to hesitate. Comes up, skips, hard plant outside with the head fake again, and he breaks inwards for for an easy um, good good hands right here. This is where I can see those more aggressive hands, those active hands instead of those passive underhand catch. So good good uh, catch right here from from him, and he runs forward for another couple of yards. But uh, like I said, the defensive back play this just pretty much as poorly as he possibly could. Um, but that's a, that's another release that he has. This this is a. This isn't a secondary release, it's not a press release, but it is a, you know, like Dora the Explorer, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a space release. So good, good space release right there with a, with a power skip. Um, I like, I like that from, from him. Uh, next play we're going to look at, let's see, it is going to be, oh, this is a nice catch. Like I said, he makes some nice catches, but it's the, it's the consistency of catches that you need to see. You need to, you need to see not a lot of drops, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, which is you know obviously an extreme example, the guy you know, catches literally everything. Like there are some years he had zero drops with over like or near a hundred receptions. So um Crowder's in the slot right here. He's running just just a stick route. Um which he doesn't he doesn't get deep enough in in his route. Obviously when you're running a stick route you want it to be you want to break past the um the stick, which is the the first down marker. Uh, both the receivers do that though, so I'm not sure how they're being necessarily coached on this. But I like the break. Um for I guess for for a couple of reasons. One, at, at first he starts outside, which is good. Like I said, it makes him feel a little bit uncomfortable. Then he breaks more a little bit vertically, uh, hips over his toes when he's breaking right here, which is that's good. You want your or you want your shoulders over your toes, 
um, which they're, they are not as good as it could be. I could see him a little bit more lean into this, but I like that he, that he attacks the defensive back right here. He's not like afraid of him. You see the two stop steps of one, one stop step towards him, two steps, top, uh, steps, step. No, sorry. Stop steps towards him. Kind of a tongue twister. Not really. Maybe I'm just talking for too long. Um, two stop steps and then gets through, gets out of that break pretty fast. Um, and he gets out a little bit slower than normal because he's fighting through that contact. But I like the fact that he gets he gets out of his break through contact, which is good. Um, that's, that's something you definitely want to see. And obviously the catches, that's, that's, that's a good catch. Uh, good adjustment to the ball, good body control. Like I said, not a lot of catches outside of his frame. Uh, Crowder does – I mean, uh, Kirk Cousins does not put this in a great area. <laughs> it's another one you need kind of like more general accuracy too. You can catch this really pretty much as long as it's like near his body. But uh, – He's making Crowder really reach out for this. So nice catch right here. Uh, tucks the ball in and still is going for extra yards. So definitely like that uh, that play from Crowder. Next play we're going to look at is a this is where I talk this is where I talk about a uh, stack bam step right here. Let's see where is he at? He's right here. Uh, inverted slot formation on the top. Well, actually you can call it like wide wide trips with the inverted slot. Um, he's the number two right there. Comes off the line, another 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 power another power skip right here, skip. Uh, the the almost a jab a jab towards him a little bit of a head fake, breaks vertically, right here, stack bam step, so stacked because the re, the, the the corner is behind him so he's he's stacked the corner, which is good because he works to 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 stack him. Um, if you don't stack him, you don't. You're not really giving yourself a two-way go. So if he was just to break and just and just run this way, the corner would be able to close that ground and have his hips on him. But because he he plays over him, that gives the crowder the ability to to either cut inside or cut outside. So a uh, good stack, good good way to stack him right here. Peak technique. You see, what I talk about peak technique. Stacked bam step right there, which the bam step is is basically just throwing your foot outside your frame to break. That's that's basically what it is. Um, so you see the peak technique stack, bam, step, uh, cut outside and he doesn't get hit right here on the, uh, on the out route of the, another sale concept. You see them run that quite a few times. Um, the Redskins in 2017 or is this 18 film yet? I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly. Oh, well it's actually at 17 though, because Kirk Cousins was not there in 2018. Um, so good job. Like I said, pa- uh, power skips, stack, hold that line, uh, peak technique, stack, bam, step. That's, that's pretty good stuff from, Hey, Mr. Jamison Crowder right there. We're going to see two more routes here that are pretty good. Uh, this one, I know I labeled as power, another power skip. He's right, he's right here in the slot. I would call this more foot fire. It, he kind of, he, he does skip right here, but that's not what gets him open. It, it's that foot fire right there. You see foot fire, which is basically just at the top right there. You're just going to, you're just going to run your feet. Um, which, like, like I said, it makes the, the defensive back hesitate. He doesn't know really where to, to go. He should get his hands on him right here. That's what he should do. Um, but you see that this, it, it, it's, it's almost a power – it's a power skip and a, and a foot fire all in one, actually, really think about it, because you have the skip, uh, which the skip is really made to – because usually power skips, you see it's almost two in one where you, that skip is to close that ground um, – so it's almost more of a hesitation to have a power skip release because, like I said, a power skip, you're usually skipping towards him, and then you're going to throw a foot fire. But he, he skips a little bit, almost like more of a hesitation. And then foot fire. You have, you have hesitations off the line. You have foot fires. You have, um, you have power skips. 
you have jabs, you have crossovers, you have a, you have a bunch of moves you could do. Uh, like I said, this is more of a foot fire to me. Closes the ground, foot fire, and you see the, uh, again, head fake with a jab outside. Crosses his face. That, that, that foot fire and that jab outside just gets the defensive back to hesitate, which is Bradley Roby, which he was asked last year. And the, the last two years, I, don't, I really just don't think he's, he's a good uh, defensive back right there. So, um, like I said, good, good release right there. Um, versus this is this is another space release because it's not it's not a press release because he's not getting pressed. He's, the guy's playing more of a catch man uh, slash you know uh, off man type coverage. So good route from Jameson Crowder right there. Next play we have one two three. We have six more plays and then I'm done with Crowder. Like I said, it wasn't overly extensive. I, I got what I needed out of it and you guys are hopefully getting what you need out of it as well. You see his routes and things like that, his hands, some of the struggles that I've mentioned with his routes. Uh, he's on the top right here in a three by one gun and there's really no, this, this is not really any type of release. It's it's, it's kind of like get even. He gets even at the line right here, which which in, in theory gives you yourself a two way go. You can cut outside, you can cut in, inside where if your right foot is up, you can't cut to the right really, um, at least at the, at the snap. And if your left foot's up, you can't really cut to the left. Uh, your body doesn't really work at that unless you're going to like use lateral agility, a little bit of a skip or something like that. But um, this is inside, which maybe, like I said, I want to see him eat up a little bit more space right here, but it's okay because he actually kind of – really, no, it's actually this is good. It's a good setup of this route because if he does play – if he does play an outside and then he really beats him badly where he's just on his hip and he, and he, jet, and he jet streams him, which is playing that hip, um, and playing right behind him, he's not going to be able to run the whip route that he eventually does. So he actually plays it pretty well. He gets him to play over top. You see how, how Harris gets his hand on him, which is, which is okay. Um, Crowder open, opens his body up, which is allowing his, his hand to get onto him. So if he doesn't open, his, if he doesn't open up his, his uh, shoulders right here, he's not going to be able to reach him because he doesn't have long arms. Now, if you have long arms, you could, but he opens himself up, plants hard, dips his body, reduces the surface areas that he's punching. So this just right there might get his hand off of him. Um, but he also throws his left arm onto Harris's back as he does that. And he, that's called a push by that's, that's a push by technique right there. Um, what he's doing with, with, you know, basically throwing, uh, you know, Harris in the opposite direction um, where, both of their momentum were once going plants gets out of his break, which is it a really Is it a really sharp cut on that whip? No, because he has contact that he's fighting through, but he gets out and he beats Harris. Harris is a good uh, corner to, to watch. And that last play that I actually put up was uh, him you know, beating Harris as well. So nice to see him beat Harris multiple times in a game. Five more left. Number five or number one, however you want to count it. He is... Okay, he's on. Yeah, he's on the top top slot. You can call this a, you can call it like an out, outward breaking nine route. You can call it a fade. You know, if you want, it's not it's not an out and up. I'm not going to call it that. Um, but you see on the top right here. Again, he's attacking that leverage to make that corner feel uncomfortable, um, which is good because if he just broke vertically right here, um, he'd have to work through that corner. So, but he gets his, the corner to to react a little bit, open up which gives him that two-way go. Because like I said, if he attacks up here, you have to work through that corner and the corner to really get hands on. So it's good that he, that he opens his, his hips up there, giving himself a two-way go. Um, gives him the jab inside. Like I said, eat up a little bit more space right here. This is, this is too much. For a guy with really good hips and good speed, he's going to be able to, to make this up. Um, 
But Crowder also does something good here right there. You see that arm kicking out right there uh, for, that, for that cross chop. So he sees that hand coming, and he just needs to defeat that upfield arm um, so he can't get contact. So if he gets contact right here, you know, he can hold him a little bit. He'll get away with it. He'll be able to run with him. But he, he like I said, attacks his leverage, hard stab in, inside. Um, it works versus this. Uh, this is cover one, cover one robber. Um, cross chop. And he's open. This is, that's open in the NFL. Now, now, if this was Donald or whoever, I'm hoping that he would read that side of the field because you have number 23 here who just bails and is going to be able to play that for the most part. He's in a blind spot. So if you really wanted to do this, it's not a good, this is not a good decision from Kirk Cousins either because if he's playing upfield and he has all this room on the sideline, you want to lead him to the sideline. You use that space um, to, 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 you know, you want, to, you want the, obviously the receiver to show late hands, but you want the receiver to attack that blind spot so I want to see the receiver a little bit more tight to number 23 right here instead of just bowing out. So he bows out a little bit too far. Like I said, you want to attack blind spots. So attack that blind spot, attack him, attack him, attack him. Get your hip on his hip. Uh, if you know it's a fade and you guys have good connection, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna initiate contact. You're going to hold your line. Late hands, flash your hands outside. Use that sideline to your, to your awareness. So you'd stack them. You'd maybe, maybe a peak te- technique, you look inside. Spin, uh, spin out, hands up, late hands, and, uh, and, and catch that ball. So not a good throw from, from Cousins right here. Like I said, even, even from here, if he just wants to turn that right hip into that defensive back as he's running um, and then flash his hands outside, that's, that's a completion. But uh, not, a, not a great play. But uh, Crowder for sure gets open. I'm, I'm hoping that he would read both of them. Um, and he does at first. But he comes off him so quickly. Like, does he have to throw the ball right here? He can't. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't love this decision. This is. Uh, sorry, this is not cousin. This is Alex Smith. So not a, not a great play from Alex Smith right here because he's much more open. Who's who are we gonna throw to? <laughs> like, it, it is what it is. But um, good route from from Crowder right there uh, to get open. The next play. This is I like. I said like Dix is soft because <laughs> it's what kind of sounds screwed up, but it's true on this play. Um, you have him released inside. A little bit of a get even. Releases upfield, stares at the, the defense, the, the defensive back, uh, Tremont Williams, I believe his name is, um, which freezes him. It's if you're looking towards where you're going to break, they're going to go there. If you're looking at them, it's going to freeze them a little bit, which is exactly what it does. And maybe Tremont Williams is playing, which I think I hope I'm not wrong. I, I could be, but unless they have another Williams with dreads and uh, Tremont's on the team anymore, but um, freezes them and Williams has that help from inside so maybe he's not playing super aggressively inside because you could definitely play one he's pointing it out to his safety um and he's playing with outside leverage so he's expecting the the, the safety to be here that's a soft play man you see there's a couple a couple angles listen if you're gonna work across my face right here rock him you need to rock Crowder right there which you know thank god he didn't because now he's a jet I don't I want him nice and nice and fresh and not injured um but that's that is the definition of soft. You watch that on film the next day, um, guys are losing respect for me right here because he's not in the end zone yet. He 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 is right now. Um, rock him, make him feel it. Now he now he gets alligator arms. So soft play by Dix. Uh, Dix is soft. <laughs> so um, it's a bad play. But I like the the I like the Crowder. He's a, the ability to go over the middle. He's not going to cower away from it. Now he he doesn't. He's not going to flash his hands out right here. Um, which obviously, you know, this is a little bit more of a difficult, um, you know, catch because it's right in his body. It's, it still is a body catch. You don't love that, but it is in, a, in that kind of gray area 
Um, but he's he's bracing for a hit right here. He knows that safety is there. So, like I said, he's a tough guy. He's not he's not a, a, you know one of those 170 pound slot receivers who's gonna who's gonna be softer the middle. Um, he'll he'll take a hit. So you definitely like to see that uh, from Crowder. You hate to see that from from Dix though for sure. We're gonna wrap it up with three pretty good plays. This is the, this is another one of my uh, favorite plays from from Crowder. You see him right here. He's he's uh, in, in a stacked receiver formation, uh, two by two gun, and you see the technique off the line of scrimmage. Get even. You're giving yourself a two-way go. He's giving himself a little bit of a head fake outside, um, which might, might freeze him for just a quarter of a second. Cross chop, which is good. Like I said, you're, he's, he's leaning a little bit into it now, so he's cross chopping. He's throwing him a little bit more off balance. He stacks him. He stays on top of him, which is good um, for the reasons I explained before. If you're working inside, he's just going to work inside with you. But when you're stacking him, you're giving yourself a two-way go, where if you're inside, you're only really to break inside. So... It kind of freezes the defensive back again. Uh, stack bamps. You see the step outside of his frame. It's basically just a hard. It's just. It's just. It's, just, it's almost like a, a break step. Like that's that's where you're breaking to, and you just throw your body out right there. You get a tight elbow, um, and you whip yourself around. So, stack bam step, uh, peak technique right there. Head whips around. He gets his body. He gets his body out of that break quickly. You can see if I play uh, in, in normal speed how fast that is. And he's open for a touchdown. And obviously, he does not get hit. And then Alex Smith misses the uh, the guy on the uh, the wheel route, um, which is I think it's Chris Thompson. But um, damn, that freaking who is number forty three right there? He played that. Is that forty three? He played that like ass. Have some awareness of who's in your zone. Like, how do you not see? That is just bad. That is a bad defender right there. Um, yeah, that's crap. That's that looks that looks that looks bad. Um, two more. Next one is I believe I labeled a snag if I remember it's it's not a snag I just like I said when I'm watching I kind of mark it really quickly when I when I put it up again that's when I really watch it uh he runs a short in which is again uh it's another three-step break um and the good thing about this is so they're they're running Tampa two right here um you can see number 53 is going he's going deeper to kind of negate that the soft spot in cover two which is the middle um, of the two safeties, so they're running Tampa two, and they have a wall defender right here. They're only rushing three. The wall defender's job is he's playing within five yards, and he doesn't want anything to cross his face because it's 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 legal within five yards right now for him to hit Crowder. Um, that's completely legal, and that's what his job is. But Crowder shows some of that quickness, short in recognition of a wall defender, hard the the plan with the left foot to change his angle just slightly. You can see more of a flat flat angle becomes more of a you know an angled angle. <laughs> I don't know if that makes makes sense, but uh, it's not as he makes his angle not as flat. Hard jab, gets around him, and then he knows it's zone coverage. He sees it's zone coverage, and instead of continuing with his route, he he just sits in the middle of, of the of the two zone defenders right there, the 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 wall defender, and then the the hook defender uh, catches the ball, and then a little bit of a yak right there. You can see you can see as he catches the ball, um, he kind of again changes his path so he catches it and he knows that he, there's another defender right here so he kind of alters that path to go around him and he picks up an extra you know three four yards because of it so nice nice play from Crowder uh, right there and last play we call this a stem corner um, versus a Dory Jackson I don't know exactly what coverage it is based on I'd say it's I'd say it's I would say it's a man um so a stem corner any, anything you could you can have it you can have a um, a stem out, which a stem out is almost like a circus route. You can have uh, a, a stem post. You can have a stem in. 
anything that's really stemming you inside you is called a stem and then the route name uh pretty much stem corner stem out uh stem curl <laughs> whatever you whatever you want it uh we'll, we'll bring those plays up more when they come you see other stem routes but this is a which every route has a stem but when they're stemming you inside you call it a stem corner um so hard jab head fake head sink or not head sink hip sink over to this, this is we want to commit to your breaks if you're not going to commit to your breaks which is throwing your 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 shoulders over your toes you're not gonna be able to get out of that out of that break fast if you're if you're up high in that break it's going to take you more time to get in and out of that break because you have a lower set you have a higher center of gravity you want to drop your whole body into it um which he does so you so you like that shoulders over toes nice drop of the hips uh gets out of that break pretty fast beats a dory jackson bad and he uh tracks the ball for for an easy uh completion now with this what do we see here you want to see better awareness of the sideline that's for sure um yeah you don't want to see that that's something you do not want to see you want to see better awareness right here i know he's looking at you know his running lanes and things like that but you got to check the sideline first you know you're near the sideline uh, he checks way too late he notices that he had a bounds and he, he gets a little bit pissed after he's you know i uh, gets a little bit angry but um yeah so good overall route good stem corner route um, better awareness of the sideline would be would, would be needed there uh, to hopefully get another 5, 10, 15, 30, 60 yards, whatever it is. Um, but that's that's it for the Jameson Crowder review. I hope you guys you know learned something about him, uh, some of his strengths, some of his weaknesses. Um, two days from now, I'm going to have a review of Josh Allen. Like I said, tonight, I'm going to be putting up 10 more plays of him uh, throughout the day. And then – I'm not going to be writing articles on these guys. I'm going to write strengths, weaknesses, you know, uh, best fit maybe. Um, and I'm definitely going to get my position on my board uh, that, that I have them. So check that out. Like I said, JoeRB31 on Twitter. If you want to just follow along there and, and watch the plays at your own pace instead of watching the show, um, you could do that. You can email me questions, blue at Joe TOJ. I'm not going to do a, a mailbag for a little while because I'm going to be pumping out shows like every two, three, four days. So I don't have time to throw a mailbag out there too. But once it slows down a little bit in the summer and heading towards summer, we'll do more mailbags. Um, leave a review. Like I said, if you could, it takes two minutes. I'd really appreciate it. Obviously, this show takes a lot of time. So I don't just get on here and just talk a bunch of stupid nonsense um but i appreciate it for listening and uh i will see you guys in a couple days when i'm recording a prospect review of uh prospect number one josh allen which is not my prospect number one but the first one i'm doing so uh, make sure you check that out